You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to another episode of the Guys in Shorts King Show, your favorite Los Angeles Kings podcast covering everything from team rumors to the brand of flea control Jake Muzzin uses for his dog. <laughs> Since last we spoke, we've gone on a 3-0 losing streak, getting bit Ouch. by the Coyotes, Panthers, Ducks. Oh, bad puns, Yuck. really? <laughs> yeah, that was for you, James. <laughs> Thanks. Those aren't dad jokes, those are bad puns. <laughs> bit of both uh at time of recording the kings are 28 26 and 3 with 60 points sitting two points outside of the wild card spot the last wild card spot sorry uh while sitting behind the sharks ducks oilers predators flames and jets that's, that's too many that's, too that's many a teams. lot of teams Way that's too many, many teams, teams. Yeah. luckily the flames and the jets are not very good so anyways uh we will cover the week ahead and discuss everything from groundbreaking rumors from reliable insider john hoven Reliable. <laughs> That's pretty uh, good. Yeah. Uh, to uh, a little new action going on in Germany. Um, here to help me out with all their extensive hockey and flea treatment knowledge, we have James Whitlock. Welcome, fans. Dennis Wilson. Stop stealing our shit, Darren. <laughs> and I'm Jordan Heckman. Woo! All right. Well, guys, um, last week sucked, huh? Where to start? Let's not talk about sucking, man. We got to do something different. Yeah, I say we just get right into it and just get the recap over. Let's do that. Uh, just like the Kings, uh, let's start backwards and start with the Ducks. Yeah, <laughs> Ducks game, backwards. guys. Yeah, just go backwards. Back to the Quackers. And uh, my mom sent me a horrible joke about one of Ducks' favorite food, the Quackers. Yeah, <laughs> bad puns, right? Is that hashtag mom, mom, mom jokes? Mom jokes. <laughs> hey, mom jokes for my kids, but nonetheless. Speaking of kids, Danger, Valor, Gunner. I uh, hope you're uh, in bed right now. I told him I'd give him a shout out after Lily got a shout out. <laughs> Were they jealous? Don't want any jealous boys at home. So, uh, yeah, going up, going up to the uh, the Ducks game, we we uh, looked like you know we needed some redemption from the week that we were going through, and it it was kind of a lackluster. It seemed like a lot of back and forth. wasn't a lot of shots in the game. We're only looking at fifty three shots. Uh, total yeah. for both wow. teams. Um, and we were on the short end of that stick, which is not like us. Usually we're uh, at least one and a half, two times what uh, everybody else, but it was 24 to 29. Ducks led in shots. Uh, we did win the faceoffs, but uh, even in uh, even in the hits and power plays, both teams zero and two lost, uh, lost one nothing. And, uh, you know, we talked, we, Passed a bunch of notes this week, and Barry Melrose did did that spot and talking about what's happening with the Kings, 
and um, basically said Jeff Carr is the only one scoring, and if we don't have anybody that's consistent, which is proven here, where how many games have we lost by one? You know, one zero, two one games. Yeah, and I think it's gotten to the point where I mean. Don't get me wrong, Budai's been great, but he's kind of shown his true colors, and we have with him what we have with him. He's a second-string goalie, third-string in our books, but um, and I think it's starting to show. I, I think he there's some goals in there, not necessarily that game, but just this you know week past. He's just kind of shown that maybe he's not. I'm not totally buying that. I think he's. I think he's still got it. I think he's that capable. I think he's tired. Yeah, I think he's getting fatigued. Yeah, if you look at look at him out there. He's just slowed down a bit, and I think he's just really tired. He, he's, When's the last time he played a full NHL season? Yeah, he was goalie of the year in the AHL last year. Yeah. And you can talk to any player that plays in the AHL in the NHL. The NHL is faster. Sure. Like, everything's faster. The goalie's got to work harder. I just think it's a, it might be a conditioning thing. It might be an age thing. I think he's just tired. Yeah, and it, I think it might be yeah, a combination of both of those, especially since he has no relief from... Jeff yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He's played how many back to backs this month? Yeah, and la- going back to last month. And they even said it before the game. It's like, well, it's it's no no surprise that we're going to put Budai in on a back to back here, being that we're so close. You know, we're literally twenty five miles apart. But uh, it's still, yeah, it's still rough to have to play those two games, especially coming off a loss where you worked hard. The thing is with him too is I think when. Like, say, for instance, when we come back from the bye week, he was definitely rusty in that game, which we'll obviously get to uh, in a few. And I, I think he plays better when he's kind of loosened up and he's played, you know, three or four games in, you know, so many days uh, to where he can kind of get loosened up and kind of in the groove as opposed to coming off, you know, fresh. Now, interesting thing I saw when we – now you brought up the uh, the week off. when I think when we went into that game, all teams coming off their bye were 0-6 going into our game. Uh, going into our game, it was three, eight, and one. I think that was after our game, like after a couple days after our game, with with the people that were out with us. Yeah, I think it went to three, eight, and one. But I think there, I don't I mean, think there was a team not, that. Yeah, it's not a good showing for people coming back from the bye. Not at all. Not at all. So it wasn't too surprising. I think that is a bad showing for having the bye week, and hopefully. Next time this gets negotiated, it's it's out of there because yeah. I, I don't think it's good. It hasn't. It's just proven that it's not good for for the team to have that break. Well, the NHL has been trying a bunch of things every year, and some things sure. come in, some things come out. Hopefully, the three on three stays. Well, that's enough about the Ducks. I, I gotta say it. I'm not one to bitch about officiating in games. I gotta say it. That was a horribly officiated. I, game. I guess we can talk about that. That was <laughs> terrible. They left the whistles at home. And it, it went both ways. We're going to be fair. It went both ways. But it I mean, lean more kings than ducks. It did. It totally did. And I'm I'm not one to bitch about this type of stuff. And we didn't we didn't lose because of fish eating. But yeah, it does. It make, wasn't doing us any favors. It does throw off the the mentality of the team I when think they get battered teams, and don't don't get the calls. Both teams were frustrated. They're, I mean, it's intense rivalry. They they they've. It's it's a battle there. It's like the sharks. You know, they they hate each other. Yeah, they're out there. They're frustrated because they're they're playing this team that they hate so much, and you you pile that on top of it, and it just totally takes you out of your game. I think. Yeah. And and not that they were completely out of their game, but it had to affect them somehow. It gets to the point where maybe you know things are starting to go your way, and then you see something where you know someone gets tripped or someone gets held, and it doesn't get called. It just feels like you know maybe you're getting there, but it's just not. 
You're not getting over the bump. After two or three, it really does start to beat you down like we can't do anything right. And then Kempe puts one off the post. Um, Really good shot opportunity. Couldn't get it in. It just seems like nothing was happening that game. But uh, at least we all left with our balls intact. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Unlike uh, bowl, ball, bowl, ball, 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 balls, 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 balls. <laughs> Poor guy. That that was that was rough. Uh, it was incidental, yeah. but it was rough. Uh, Panthers, let's do this. All right. So moving backwards to Florida, three-two loss. James' favorite Kings player, King. Dwight King. Dwight King. King. Got a My goal. man. It's my man. It's your man. It's your Woo. man. Pearson that, got a goal. He went. He went tweeners on Luongo. Tweeners. Oh God! Thanks, Fox, for tweeting us back. Yeah, we got a little love from uh, yeah. Jim. Foxy tweeted us back. That's we nice. Really need to hear tweeners as your only tweet to us, though. So let's work on that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Kings dominated in shots on goal, 35 to 25, and also won in, in the faceoff circle again. again. So yeah, it's it's kind of a theme, isn't it? Yeah. Play, playing well, but just not getting it done. And that's one of those games where things were going right. For and sure. And we just yeah. weren't putting it in the net. It, it seemed like we because were. Because as we know, Jordan Heckman you need to hockey. put more pucks in the net than the other team <laughs> to win a hockey game. Yeah. So it uh, that, was, that game I actually liked. I thought we played well and just didn't get. Well, you give up a goal. It was a third period, just what, 15 seconds into the third period? Yeah, it's a little demoralizing. That's a little demoralizing. And they had plenty of time to get it back, and it seemed like they were going to. It just never happened. So frustrating again. I was a little happy to see today it come across that the Panthers are only four points out of first in the Atlantic, which I was surprised to see, with a game in hand as well, too. Does it make it less painful that we lost in the fashion we did? <laughs> no. But they are like five and zero oh on like the road trip right now. So yeah, they were doing. Really it helps well. a little bit. Um, how about that Dwight Kingle? That was filthy. That was nasty, and I'm sure they were pretty pissed about it. But there was straight carnage. What can in you front do? What can you do? You get you you push someone into your own goalie. Yeah, that's that's your bad. Props to King for what the heads up play. Yeah, this is, I mean, put it in. Look down. There's a puck there. You yeah, take a swat well. at it. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to spit on it to get it in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, semester two of Jordan Hickman's school of hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, that was Florida's first win in L.A. since 2002. Jesus Christ. That is a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. We've pretty much owned Luongo, especially in L.A., and yeah, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to watch the game, but I was really looking forward to hearing those Luongo. Those are always so good. Chance, yeah. It's one of my favorite chances to do it oh, again. Oh, for yeah. sure. Because I swear to God, you have 18,000 people yelling at you. It's got to get in your head. Oh, f- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. And uh, I'm not sure on this one. I'm pretty sure. That was the first loss in the 50th anniversary sweaters. Yes. Yeah, I agree with By that. By all accounts, yeah. yes. So it, it had to come at some point. Um, Did it? Yeah, Did unfortunately. It? The way we're playing, I'm surprised we went that long. That's yeah. true. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> all true. right, That's let's true. go back to Arizona, the Coyotes. Coyotes. Oh! That okay. is not, let's not a do coyote. That, <laughs> that sound is hey, not a coyote. That's what Arizona says. God damn it. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> Look up coyotes on Google. That's what it sounds like. They're like, like, little, yip- they sound like little yippy dogs, yeah. not like freaking wolves. 
again, another game where we dominated in shots on goal, uh, 44 to 22. Faceoff wins, 55% to 45%. Theme Hits, of the week. Yeah, theme of the week. Hits 28 to 21. Uh, we scored a power play goal, so that was cool. Woo! We also gave up one. We also gave up a shorthanded goal, which is a really big kick in the nuts. Yeah, those are always a kick uh, that in the always nuts. hurts. On the plus side, uh, Adrian Kempe, Kempe, I don't know how he says. I'm, I've heard it both ways. Uh, made his NHL debut. Uh, he had a pretty solid chance uh, on a breakaway to get his first goal as well. Too uh, didn't happen, unfortunately. He's still sitting pointless in the NHL. He's looked good though. Oh, for sure. That guy's so fast and tall. I didn't and- realize he was so damn tall. And handsome, right, Dennis? Oh, yeah. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Uh, Pearson had another great game. He's quietly amassed a lot of goals in a short amount of time. Uh, two goals and one assist. He was involved in every single goal. Uh, no help from Jeff Carter again uh, that night, but uh, we were in that game, uh, contrary to the final score of 5-3. to three. It was uh, an empty netter. It was, it was close. Yeah, for sure. And we were kind of battling back and forth, uh, especially in that third period. There were six goals uh, between the two teams. Um, which was pretty amazing. And I thought they were going to get that that last one with Budai pulled. I did too, which we still have not scored a goal with Budai pulled this year. Really? Yeah, that's No, yeah. we've never done it. Nope. Wow. I think part Wish. of that too is because Sutter's reluctant to pull him before the last 15 seconds of the game. That's but... one, of the, <laughs> one of the most frustrating things about Sutter. I, yeah. I was at a, I was at a Ducks-Kings uh, game, and the Kings are down by one. And it's two minutes left, and Jones, when he was still in the Kings, is standing between the face-off circles with his arms up. Yeah, like, take me where, out, coach. When am I coming? When am I coming? Ugh. And they had the pressure down in the other end, and Sutter waited till like a minute and 23 left. Before he called him over, he got to the bench. The puck comes free after almost a minute of pressure in the being other in end. Being in their zone. Of being in their zone. And then it goes the other way, and they score an empty netter. Empty netter. Well, they're tired by then. I mean, yeah, sure. Why, why leave the line out there that long with without that additional support? Uh, I mean, do, do, does anybody know what the philosophy behind that is, is? Is leaving them in there for so long? Like, I, I can't put. There's no rhyme or reason to it, as far as I'm Especially concerned. Especially when you're holding pressure on the other right. end yeah. for right. about a minute. It yeah. was a long time. It was about two minutes and thirty seconds. He gets out to the hash marks. It was about two minutes hits, and his arms are up. Like, what am I doing? He's just standing there. Doing nothing. Yeah. So uh, this was another game with questionable officiating. Uh, there was a bad no goal call. Uh, that with was Toffoli rough. and Muzzin in oh. in front of the game, where they called. I, I wrote it down here. Intent to blow the whistle. No, um, they never even called that. So if you listen maybe to that Fox, was just, just Foxy. Fox okay. was Fox was showing that there was a push as if they pushed the goalie into the goal. Yeah. That was the initial motion that there was a push. But he he didn't move. And then they got together. Yeah. And then they said that the play was called dead, but never used the, they never used terminology of intent to blow the whistle. So when they went back to play the replay again, they showed that the puck was clearly in the net and then the whistle blows. Yeah. And it was it was a good two seconds separation. Oh, easy. So it wasn't even And I, I think that changed just the entire forecast of the game. Because we, we, we would have came back and won that game. Which no doubt about it. begs to say, why do we go to Toronto if they – I mean, it's got to be irrefutable to overturn a call on the ice. Did it they go to Toronto? Clearly, well, they were on the phone with somebody. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess it depends on the game. I was kind of listening to it. Sometimes they have a review official in stadium. Right. Um, and if they can't make a call, then they'll go to Toronto, or sometimes it just goes straight to Toronto. Or Toronto can call they into don't the know. game. That's also true as well, too, which so wasn't the case. They but. were on the headphones with somebody. So if whether it was in the in, uh, stadium, 
officiating or it was back to Toronto, someone talked to them and was watching it the same way. And if you clearly watch the tapes yeah, or even watch it live, like oh, yeah. Fox called it live. Yeah. That was a good goal. For sure. So in the future, Kings or uh, refs, if you want to call me. I got your back. There it is. Jordan so has been school of hockey. So they <laughs> called it no goal. That was the yeah. They called it no goal because the play the the play was already called dead, but it was not called dead. Not even so. Even the replay so, showed it, and they still called it no goal. Absolutely. Yep. Which which in the end of the game, Fox was like, normally I wouldn't say that. You know, the refs call it the way they call it. This one, I think we need a re- an Foxy official response. Especially is really good about not trashing. Absolutely, he's strong on that. Yeah. Oh, but I've I've seen him before when he gets upset about something, he is very strong against it. And he's called out. Yeah, but he, he coaches also, from other teams, yeah. and it's caused issues. And but he also the has support and <laughs> evidence too. He's not doing it because he's a homer. He's the least homer of a lot of these guys that are broadcasting. Oh yeah. those, those the Ducks people are the worst. Yeah. I mean, there's he, he tries to, he tries to call it as even as possible but yeah i mean he he really analyzed well because it was everything that we saw but he was he was kind of breaking it all down sure. and and those kind of things destroy a game i think in the end uh we can chalk this one up to uh kind of a bad special teams performance with one power play goal and one shorty allowed um just those two goals allowed and the one that was disallowed we'll also put that in there too but that would have changed the entire um Forecast of the game for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, too on that, I have a theory. When you, when you brought it up earlier, um, pretty sure there, there's a a bye week conspiracy from the league because they don't want this this bye week going on just to make sure we lose because of all, all the questioning questionable officiating. It's just it was it seems so one sided in that against the Kings. I'm probably crazy. Conspiracy theorist yeah. over here. No, this game <laughs> this game was really strong against Kings. I I agree yeah. with you. Also, watch out for those chemtrails. Anyways, um, let's oh, move God. on to John Hoven rumors. John Hoven. The mayor, the John mayor. Hoven. Uh, he was on, I think it, it uh, broadcasted today uh, on a little show called uh, Two Man Advantage with Jonathan Davis. Um, they ran through a number of King's rumors, uh, some actually all of which I've never heard before. So I thought I would bring those in and uh, we would talk about them. I want to get your guys' thoughts. The first one's kind of an obvious one. Um He's saying because of Matt Green's injury and because of his advanced age, even though he has one year left on his contract, this is probably his last year as a king. I think we've talked about that already. And yeah. uh, and Green's just gone downhill, and and this last injury is, is kind of his last uh, The last bow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we were talking about it earlier. It's three back injuries in three years on top of a shoulder injury. It's just— Jerry Maguire moment. Yeah. We just gotta say, eh. show me the money. Oh, wrong part. Yeah, <laughs> like no, nah, he can't play anymore. You gotta, you gotta yeah. say that. I think. Hopefully, he, I he, think he realizes it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And hopefully, he bows out and says, "Hey, look, I'm gonna retire. I'll save you." I, I think what he's making like one point seven five or something like that. I think it's two something actually. I think he's he's, he's yeah, it's over right. two. Should have looked that up before, but here I am. Great like pod, great pod. Yeah, good yeah. pod. Good pod. Good, good pod. And then one of the big ones. Uh, he was talking about, uh, speaking of contracts, this is Dean Lombardi's last year on his contract and talking about all of the built up uh, mistakes per se that he's made. Uh, this might be his last year as GM for the Kings. Which I don't know as much of the back end of what's happening. I and mean, what he brought to light from a lot of inside sources is 
you know, are we are we holding our young talent back where they could be helping us in in let's say this season? We've got a lot of young talent. Sure. And you go back to interview with Luke earlier in the season where he talks about you know our our um, amateur league is is developing guys not to be NHL players but to be LA King players to yeah. play in our system. So when they come up and they go down, they're playing the same game just in a different league. Yeah. So. It it begs to to question why we haven't utilized more of that, and and I haven't thought much about it until uh, Rosen brought it up. But you, there has been a delay in in some of these guys getting a chance. Well, I mean, let's 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 count mistakes outside of not bringing up the whole you know guys from uh, Ontario. Um, we got Mike Richards. Yeah, holding out on that buyout. Hold out on that buyout. Um, We've got the questionable Dustin Brown contract, uh, which is very heavily weighted. Um, Gabrick even, I think, is we, – we can there's make an argument. A, there's a lot of homer contracts where you yeah. see where contracts are made because they felt they were owed, you know, for past performance. Yeah. Where which, you can't uh, – Mike Richards was there for two years, I think, before they – or, sorry, three years before they had the opportunity to buy him out. And there, he was owed nothing. You know, he, he was just – whether it was drugs or whatever the rumors are, like, or if it ended up being drugs because that's what he got popped for. But um, <laughs> I just, I just, I don't like seeing GMs, especially, lead with their heart like that. Like, it's a business. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Absolutely. And like, I get it. Like, this is his first GM spot. And maybe there's some, you know, learning curves. Is it not? No. Oh. He was GM for the Sharks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sutter was coach then. Yeah, but it was Sharks, though. So, yeah, so that doesn't, doesn't count. really count. That's basically, I mean, it's like amateur hockey. Yeah. 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 So, because they have how many cups? Uh, zero. Zero. That's right. It, w- no, it was 3 0, though. It was 3 0. Anyways, um, it's just a, a couple other, other small mistakes. I think he could have handled, handled Stoll better. Um, obviously, Slava Voinov, that wasn't his fault. Slava was totally not his no, fault. No, but again, I think that could have been handled better. Um, <clears throat> and like the trades, like Sakara and the Lucic trade. Um, I think they were just too much. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough to say, uh, but yeah, it, it, that'll be interesting seeing uh, seeing the team move in that direction and the uh, the relationship between him and Sutter. Does that change now if he does go? Yeah. Well, they were talking about the, they have some sort of like gentleman's handshake yeah, type deal that, that Sutter's not going to ever get fired by Dean. Right. Uh, whether he wants to leave on his own accord, um, that's up to him. Or a uh, new GM. Fires or a new GM, which who he Hoven brought up <laughs> was talking about Rob Blake. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of want someone, maybe I don't know, a little bit more experienced in that role, uh, whether it be in Fuda even possibly. But if Rob Blake's just going to sit here and bring in a bunch of Devin Setti Gucci's, I don't want that either. So, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Tough to say. I mean, he's been he's been uh, heading up player development, so yeah, it it does you know it does look like it could have been a preparation role to eventually move him into that role. Maybe sure. maybe this would be too soon, you know, because I don't know that he has that much experience. But uh, he's doing a really good job prepping players uh, and and running that program. So. <sighs> It's one of those things. Do you go for the the younger guy who, I mean, obviously has a ton of hockey experience and uh, knows the game uh, better than most? Knows defense. Yeah, and and which That's is a, a which is a Kings type type game. Yeah, 
Um, but then, you know, we've we've really got to kind of change our our uh, mentality up because what worked in the past is you not think, working like, now. Like an entire philosophy change or are you talking just like I, tweets? I think we're going there now because this was the year we talked about in the beginning of the season. This was the year that Lombardi said we're going from top down. We're going to strip this organization and put it back together because what worked in the past didn't. And we were supposed to have this new philosophy this year. And it's the say, same old, what same has he old. done? Like, yeah, I, the, something that he brought in like six or seven free agents, and the majority of them are either in the AHL or have been traded away. Uh, I don't think any of them are in the NHL. No, AHL. Or, no, no, none of them are. None of them are playing on the Kings. No. Right. None of them. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Sk- uh, well, I guess he wasn't. He was an off season or in season trade last year. But uh, Devin Setaguchi, our, our old pal, uh, Tom Gilbert, uh, they both got sent down, and then Tom Gilbert then got traded. Um, I miss him. Capitals, people. yeah, uh, for a conditional fifth round or whatever it was. But yeah. Anyways, on from that. Um, another rumor that actually it's not a rumor; it's a fact. Uh, the Rangers have been heavily scouting uh, Los Angeles and more importantly Ontario Rain games. Um, even with the fact that uh, Kempe and Ledoux are up in L.A. Uh, whatever that means, I don't know. Um, I can't imagine who, we, who he'd trade. Setaguchi. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> um, but who, who, who would we want from the Rangers, though? Like Nash is about, what, 65 years old? Something like that. Something, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe like a uh, – he, he brought it up. Kreider. I think. Oh yeah. I think Kreider might be a, a, a pretty good fit, and would give you kind of what you need. Someone that can put the puck in the net. So I, it, I haven't really looked at the, the, their team that much to know, but uh, that's a name that stands out. Do you, so. uh, do they still have that short little French guy on their team, St. Louis? Oh no, he retired. Was he like five foot three? Yeah, but he, his like thighs are five foot three around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and something that we kind of alluded to earlier, uh, I was interested to find out that I, Sutter has kind of been known for not allowing you know the kids to play. And apparently, uh, according to uh, rumors in the back, uh, Lombardi's kind of been the guy who's been holding those guys back, where Sutter and Robitaille and them want to bring these kids up, and, right. and they haven't given you know them really a chance, which obviously we need right now because nothing's happening as far as goal scoring. So. Absolutely. And I and I think that's kind of Luke's mentality too. Is is that we we develop these players for a reason? If it's not working and we need to make some moves, yeah, we need. It's to find very out. easy to bring them in, and yeah. and bringing them in the last third of the season is not as advantageous as it is bring them in the first half, yeah, uh, and let them you know play a few games and get some experience and see if they're going to fit into this uh, to this role, yeah, and do something. But in the end. We got to start making moves now. Like we're we're falling behind and losing points uh, to the people you know in the wild card spots, and we can't be testing things anymore. We should be there in a groove, have a set plan. And Absolutely, move on from there. we're wild, way too late. Making wild the playoffs cards hard. Or not. It, it's hard. It's a battle. You have you know two two divisions fighting for those two spots. So yeah. it's wild cards tough. And the Flames just made a decent trade today for uh, Stone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that helps them at all. I heard a, I heard another rumor floating around. Um, I don't know if it was a Barry Melrose that that interview, but someone uh, was talking about trying to get uh, Thomas Vanek out was, of the Red Wings. That was, Melrose. was it Melrose? Yeah. Huh. I like that. I do too. 
they're going to be sellers because this is the first time in 26 years they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I, think. I think. Well, they've he he brought up they've won two games, so that might kind of in a row that might change their mind. A two game win streak. Woo! But where, uh, where does he sit? He, on you contracts? know what? Uh, uh, we could use a two game win streak. Let's be honest. We could. We definitely could. But I don't know. I I like that one. Do I don't know who know we'd have to sits? give up. I think. Any idea on what his contract looks like? Would it be just a straight rental or? I think he's a rental. I don't know. James seems to be looking it up right I now, would, though. I would not. That's that's kind of the last thing I want to see is a rental. That's what I was kind of liking the Duchesne and the Landeskog and even the Evander Kane trade talks because they, they do at least have at least two to three years left on their contract uh, in like the five or six million dollar range, which is manageable, I think, for us. And the most of the people that are open right now for trade or, or at least prospects are are not in, you know, they're all in their last year. And yeah, um, Vanek is a, he signed a one year deal with the the Red Wings. So he'd be a rental unless they'd be able to resign him, which might be possible. Vanek's a little bit older though, right? 33. He comes at seven and a half million dollars too. Yeah. Right. Which I mean, we can afford right now because we have well, if all this got, extra cap if space. If we're talking about going for money, um, why not go for like a guy like Evander Kane? Well, but he even still has, I think it's a two-year contract. So Yeah, he's got another year. So he's got five and a half mil. But keep in mind, though, that we need to re-sign Pearson and Toffoli. And they're going to come be, between the two of them, $5 million, or sorry, $10 million, I Restricted think. Restricted free agents. Yeah, but they're still going to need to get paid. I think right now both of them are commanding somewhere in the $3 million range, which that's going to open up about six mil of that, So which is not too bad. Well, someone's going to... Going to Vegas. I'm hoping it's a fairly high dollar person. Schmust and Schmown? Yeah, something like that. Or maybe a Gabrick, if we're lucky enough. Yeah. I, I think they think about buying him out, to be honest with you. But I hope it's not a boot eye. Well, the way this end of the, the season is going for him. In the mock not. drafts, if they're going to pull somebody from us, they've been looking at Gabrick. So that does clear almost cool. $5 million. Sweet. See ya. Bye. Um, and then before we get too off topic, uh, we have one last John Hoven rumor, and I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it is a bit of a shit hit in the fan rumor. Uh, does the name Slava, Slava Voinov ring a bell? Eh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so there apparently is already quiet rumblings of bringing back Slava Voinov. Now, it's not going to be an easy thing. Um He's got paperwork to fill out. I would imagine he's got to go to court. Um, he's got an NHL suspension standing yeah, by. Which uh, they predicted at about 20 games, which I mean, as bad as domestic abuse is, um, that's not a very, you know, hefty fine. Or not fine, but, you know. Yeah, punishment. Yeah. yeah. Especially season. With, yeah, because it's, you know, 82 games in a season. So I don't know how I feel about that. I'm... I'm very torn with the way he played for the Kings, the way that I've heard he's playing in the KHL. Um, which, by the way, who spells continental with a K? Uh, Russians. And Yeah, that's true. And just the fashion in that he left. I mean, that's something that I feel very strongly about and very strongly against. So yeah, I, well, from what I understand, like he, he's here on a visa. Yeah. And if you get in trouble here and you got to go to court and you skip out on it, you're you're not ever getting a visa again. But he's famous. So, how famous are you as a hockey player? Well, if, you got if money you behind a, you. Is if you have what the it Kings is. like pulling for it and yeah. pulling strings, and I can so see that. I, I I find that interesting. I don't know if that's 100 percent true, but that's that's what I understood of the way the visas work. So, 
It, yeah, I think that's a long shot. I'm gonna go on record and say right now, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm. I don't either. I mean, I don't think. I don't care if he's your daddy. I don't like it. Well, here's the thing: is this is we're going back in time. Like we've got to move forward. Yeah. Um, we can't go after a player that did well for us three years ago. That would be like us bringing back like Justin Williams next year or something like that. Like I don't think that's that that would be the right move. Yeah, and I, I agree with that too. And Justin Williams is one of my favorite players during his time with the Kings. Yeah. Um, I love Slava when he was here. I love the way he played. Mm-hmm. I I felt like he was still in his. I'm making mistakes, but I'm learning the game mode. And I felt he was going to be one of the best defensemen in the league. But I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't like what happened. Just I don't like what the went fact down. Of the matter of just the way he went out is that doesn't sit right with me. I don't think it's going to sit right with a lot of fans either. I that's it's a PR nightmare. I I agree, and I I don't think it's something that should be done. I like what you said, James. Like it's we need to move forward. Yeah, we need absolutely. to be moving forward, not, and, not and going backwards. I think it, it's it. If they did try and push for that, it's it's more of a mode of desperation. And as a fan, I don't want to see that. I want to see that you have plans moving forward. You got plans to build this team up, not just try and grasp at straws at what worked before. Because we talk, I, I can't I can't keep going back to this, but we we keep talking about we've got to change this mentality. We're sure. you know we're a defense strong team, and holding somebody under two dozen shots on goal a game is a great way to play. But we also have to look forward to and score. put pucks in nets. That's right. I got an A in that course at Jordan Heckman School of Hockey. Boom. We need to get shirts made, by the way. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm, I wear it every day. Down. Uh, speaking of not looking to the past, let's look to the future. Uh, we've got three games coming up this week. Uh, the first game being Tuesday against Colorado. Uh, they are last in the Central. They are last in the NHL. Um, negative 77 goal differential. They, I'm not going to use the word abysmal because that bites me in the ass. Um, so I'm going to call that a win. Win. James, Loss. Dennis. We're losing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to hate because Dennis, uh, I'm a, he's not even on the hate couch. I'm not I'm even over on the hate here couch by myself. Week. I just gonna, I'm, I'm trying to ruin Jeff's but, rainbows and butterflies chair over here. Oh, so. that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah just, I'm, I'm bringing the yeah, hate over here. Rub it. Good, good. Hate, hate, hate. Rub it. Just like you rub that microphone. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thursday, we got Boston. Boston. Uh, that game scares the crap out of me. They are hot since getting an, uh, their new coach. Uh, third in the Atlantic, 30-23-6, uh, plus three goal differential. Um, They're the only team that is ahead of us in the core C percentage. Uh, so they play our game. They do it well. Uh, we did not play very well against them last time. Loss. We're going to win that one. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> where are you coming from? <laughs> this was one of the three that I called a loss at the beginning of the month. Like if yeah. I I picked my three losses, my ten and three, <laughs> this was one of those games. So on that, we'll get back to that. Uh, Sunday again, <laughs> no. we have the Ducks. Uh, this time in our house, uh, Staples North. Uh, they are second in our division, thirty-one, nineteen, and ten. Uh, they are sorry, plus three goal differential. They are still four, five, and one. Their last ten. They just lost to the Panthers tonight, I believe James said. Yes, 3-2. 3-2. Suck Sorry, it. not the Panthers, the Coyotes. The Coyotes, that's they, correct, 3-2. They uh, lost to the Panthers before they played us. Uh, they're not very good on the road. They're just under oh, – sorry, just over uh, 500 at 13, 12, and 7. And we show up stronger in their place than than they show, so we're definitely going to outshine out, uh, them in the, in the stands. So yeah. we I, call that a win. The realistic person to me says two and one. I'm going to say we're going to have a hard time with Boston. 
We're going to beat Colorado, and we're to come out, and we're going to hate F the Ducks. <laughs> Good. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, little shout out to uh, Mr. James Whitlock uh, for winning the FanDuel last Hey-o, week. Hey, two weeks in a row. Yeah, 121. Uh, Dennis came in second at 99.4. Yours truly came in third at 98.1. And Darren Besa came in dead last at 95.6. Well, we were we were going into the evening games, and I think I was throwing it to you guys like, you guys got to do something because I am out of this thing. Yeah. Somebody yeah. beat Darren because he's, he's in the lead. And uh, I, I think I was putting kids to bed and came back and saw that I was now in first. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah. and the best part was that Darren was done by the 7 o'clock game. So it was, yeah. just, it was just a matter of time until somebody got there. And Budai was scaring us. Did. Yeah, that's true. He Budai, kept giving oh. up goals. And I was yeah. like, we keep losing points. Yeah. Stop that. Uh, Dennis, before we go, you had one thing to talk about. Real quick. Well, on the FanDuel, fans, uh, listeners, please reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter. Give us your FanDuel account, and we will add you to our game. We'd love to see you in it. We want to uh, hopefully make you some money. It's a small buy-in, but it is large rewards for yep. uh, for bragging rights. We'll put you, plus, we'll put you on. Plus, you get to beat Darren Besa, so that's fun. Yeah, everybody gets to beat Darren Besa, yeah. and that is fun. Yeah. So, And then call. <laughs> we can get you a number. You can call, leave us a message to uh, flaunt your victory. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, especially because they get to hear it too. That'd be nice. Dennis, the Germans. Yeah, so uh, AEG apparently owns uh, I'm, I don't, the Ice Baron? Yeah, the Polar Bears. Uh, polar Bears. Yeah. Polar Bears in, uh, in Berlin. So there's a hockey club in the top German hockey league, and the Kings are now overseeing operations of that club. Yeah, so apparently the we've been um, – We've been kind of mentoring them for years, and now their GM's going to report directly to Luke Robitaille. So it's going to be a direct oversight um, from the Kings top down. I find that interesting. I, I To me, it seems like it's a source for more talent. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to find out how that's going to work. Yeah, is that are they gonna try and pull from that team, bring them into AHL, ECHL, hopefully eventually make some of their younger players into Kings, or what? It, I wonder what the the end goal is there, or is it just to you know have their hands and more stuff? Well, and if you if you look at kind of the goal of the NHL, it's to reach out past just Canada, US. Yeah, they're they're um, going big into China next year, and that's led by the Kings. Yeah, um, Westgarth is is big in that player development in China, so. Um, it's, it is, it is happening. It's, is we're going international. Uh, so could this be us kind of like foreseeing that and reaching out into other leagues? Hopefully. Yeah. That's kind of like the Dodgers kind of being like the first people to go into Cuba and stuff like that, or not the first people, but like one of the big presence in Cuba and they're pulling some decent guys out of there hopefully. But, um, that's for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that's us going, you know, into Europe and into China with the first, uh, that guy that got drafted last year, was he Korean? He was the first Asian to get drafted into the NHL. Um, it's super late, like seventh round, but of course he got cut. But uh, it, it'd be interesting to of see. Of course he got cut. Well, not- <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jordan? <laughs> I'm just saying his 200 foot game is not so good. All right. Because he's short? That's. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop there because I'm going to get in trouble. It's spiraling downhill quickly. <laughs> just back into the corner here. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Uh, the more eyes we have around the world for for new talent, 
And I think the better the organization is, just don't spread us out too thin. We need to focus on our NHL presence. But um, yeah, if we're uh, if we've got a team there that's running it, and we have a lot more control over what's happening there, we can develop players once again to play Kings type hockey, and maybe pull some good talent. Yep, I like it. Let's do it. I'm in. All right, well, let's wrap it up. I think that's all we got this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GIS King Show and like, share, retweet, etc. Uh, you can also find us online at guysinshorts.com. Make sure you check out the online store and get your get your guys in shorts King Show merch as well as that other podcast. Uh, as always, uh, be sure to review and spread the word about the show to all your friends, family, and random strangers you meet at the dog park. Uh, and feel free to give us a re- <laughs> review on iTunes. Uh, for James Whitlock, Dennis Wilson, I am Jordan Heckman saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! I love that we still fist bump.